Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the People Project Podcast. I am your host, Kelsey Alexander, and each week I bring you episodes on different topics that affect us all in different ways, internally, externally, or sometimes both. This week, to wrap up Mental Health Awareness Month, I'm joined by the one and only Michelle Lopez, (laughs) and we're going to talk to you guys all about um, anxiety and mental health and our personal journeys with it. Um, quick disclaimer, neither of us are medical professionals. This is just our personal journey and experience um, to kind of remove the stigma a little bit around the conversation of mental health and, uh, you know, maybe raise some awareness for issues that people go through because, you know, everybody everybody deals with stuff, right? So without further ado, hi, Michelle. Hi, Kelsey. Hi. I feel like we've been talking about this for so long. I'm so glad we're doing it. <laughs> Yeah, I know. It's been like in the works, I guess. Yeah, it's been the works for a few months. So, and yeah. I, but I wanted to wait until I like, I try to like, you know, if it's like mental health awareness month, like make it topical. So it worked out that we could get together. So here we are. Yes. So I guess, I mean, you know, we can kind of just jump right in. Um, I know, you know, you, you have your own story and your own experience um, with mental health. So if you kind of want to tell us a little bit about that and how you came to these discoveries and came to be who you are now. Okay. So hi everyone. My name is Michelle Lopez. I am five days short of turning 45. Woohoo! Yeah. So it's not only mental health month, it's also my birthday month. What a month. Love yeah. that. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I've been officially dealing with uh, depression and anxiety, both. Um, I was finally diagnosed in 2001. Mm-hmm. So it's been now over 20 years. Um, but before that, you know, there were some instances that I didn't know how to identify it. Mm-hmm. And, um, it took a few years before I finally knew, you know, what was going on, what was wrong with me, mm-hmm. you know, what I was feeling because yeah, it's, it's, there were many years and many times that, you know, family didn't want to talk about mm-hmm. it. People around you didn't want to talk about it. So mm-hmm. yeah, it, it, it became a little bit difficult to like think, you know, put it, you know, figure out what I had. Yeah. So, um, right around when I was a freshman in college, Mm -hmm. that's when like one of the bigger, um, uh, symptoms I, Mm -hmm. I started to feel, um, I've always been like, naturally I've been anxious, you Mm -hmm. know, I've always been nervous about my schoolwork and whatnot, but when I started college, it came to the point where I didn't know why mm-hmm. um, I just couldn't even eat. Yeah. Not, you know, it was just like, it I became like physical symptoms in addition yes. to like mental. Yes. Mm-hmm. And in the first six weeks of college, I lost 25 pounds. Oh, wow. So I went from like 160 pounds to 135 and I'm five feet nine. Yeah. And <laughs> anything under 140 for me was, too much. Yeah. And I went to the doctor and 
uh, I went to like, you know, a primary doctor and the doctor mm-hmm. was like, you're just homesick. You got nothing. <laughs> and I was like, okay, well, this guy doesn't want to listen to me. Maybe I'm in the wrong. Right. So, yeah. Like, okay, I guess I'm crazy because he's a medical yeah. professional. So, you know, yeah. yeah. But I knew I wasn't homesick, you know, mm-hmm. but right. yeah, it took another six years to like wow. finally understand what was going on. I was in law school already by that time. Oh, wow. So I was not having a good time in law school. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's still a little bit traumatic for me. And mm-hmm. it was towards the end of my second year. I was actually at home already. And I was watching, of all things, Oprah. <laughs> good old Oprah. Good old Oprah. <laughs> and it was, um, she was going to interview Jonathan Knight from the New Kids on the Block. Mm-hmm. And he was sitting there and I was just looking at his face. Mm-hmm. He was all tight wound. Mm-hmm. He looked like he was sick to his stomach. He was about to cry. And he was there to talk about his um, anxiety disorder. Wow. And when he started talking about it and just looking at him, I was like, I just started crying. Because like you, I- you, you felt what he was feel like you felt yeah. seen and heard in that moment you were like this person gets it yeah and my mom looked at me and she was like well what's wrong I was like that's what I have that's mm-hmm. part of what I have mm-hmm. and um so it took that and it took like almost funking out of law school and all to like my mom and everyone else to open up to know it's something that runs in the family and yeah, so it was, I remember my mom telling me, I was just in denial. And I thought that, you know, you were not going to go through with it. But yeah. she has it. Uncles, you know, cousins, there's a, you know, there's a history of depression, anxiety, substance abuse, bipolar disorder, you name it, it's in the family. And like, you didn't know about any of this? Well, I knew about like, uncles, but not like, my well, mom like, didn't yeah. open up until she finally had to. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, okay. Yeah, this would have helped a long time ago. <laughs> yeah, but people was like, well, maybe you're just nervous about school. Mm-hmm. I know I had another doctor. Um, he was like my main primary doctor, not mm-hmm. the not the one before. Um, and he had daughters my same age. Mm-hmm. So he was like more paternal towards me. He thought mm-hmm. like, well, we've just thought that you were pregnant. He just didn't know how to tell us. And I'm like, no <laughs> um, <laughs> well I mean and you I, know. Get, I get it because you know like yeah I I mean it wasn't as discussed back then as it is now either you know no. it wasn't as as I, I don't want to say commonplace that's not the right term but destigmatized yes and it was this thing like I mean my doctor came from a place where his daughter that was my age, she already gone through a divorce with three kids. So mm-hmm. that's why he was thinking, you know, yeah, right. Um, what he was thinking, because he was talking about his own experience. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's this thing that since I was always the smart one, and mm-hmm. I was like the not gifted, but I was smart enough that I was always in my AP classes. Mm-hmm. Right. And even when my AP classes, I would block, you know, and, and no one would know why I couldn't pass certain tests. Mm-hmm. And it was all anxiety. And no one knew to explain it to me. Yeah. So you didn't have those tools of how to manage it. So you were just like. Or what it was. Suffering. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So, 
yeah, it was just a, a lot of things that started making sense about what was going on. And I, I started going back and I remember my, you know, I could distinguish like very clearly kindergarten. I was crying because I thought I was flunking kindergarten. So, yeah. Oh. <laughs> and I was not at all. But yeah. it was that thing that I would always put pressure on myself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and and then it turned out that before that, when I was three years old, I had another anxiety moment. Mm-hmm. It was more separation anxiety from my parents. And yeah. I have a clear, dis- you know, I can remember certain things about it. Yeah. And then they filled in the gaps. I was like, mm-hmm. oh. So many things like started to click. Yes. It just like so, never really made sense before. Yeah. I Everyone thought it was just, you know nothing that they should worry about because Mm -hmm. if I had the grades if I had you know the parents who gave me all the boxes it was like on paper why should you be anxious why should you be sad why should you your life is great exactly yeah so and that made me even feel more guilty yeah which made it's a you know and depression and anxiety do go hand in hand absolutely so it's like this um, vicious circle. You're mm-hmm. depressed because oh, you're yeah. anxious and you're anxious because you're depressed. Yeah. Because you're, and then like you have, it's like this, this guilty feeling too. You know, it's like the, I need to mm-hmm. snap out of it. I need to like, stop being like this. So like, mm-hmm. you know, you, you put this pressure on yourself and then because you're not meeting your own expectations of yourself, then you get depressed. And then you're anxious because you're depressed because, well, what's going to happen mm-hmm. next? And what's the next big thing? And then you just like are spiraling just into this big mess story form of chaos and and on it I mean like people don't get it until they get it and like you know we obviously like we don't want people to get it right like I don't I don't wish that on anyone no you know but if there's anybody that's listening to this and is like wow that makes sense like you get it (laughs) and I know that I'd like you know just knowing some of my friends that listen to the podcast I know they're going to be like nodding their head the whole time they're listening like yep same you know yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's, I remember that it's a very paternal doctor. Mm-hmm. He was like, he was the one first one to give me medication. He was like, don't talk to anyone about this. Hmm. I don't want you to ruin your career. I don't want you, you know, to have any yeah. problems and good thing I never listened to him mm-hmm. because then I understood the guy who had like missing patches of hair. Mm-hmm. He's taking clonopin. He's taking anti, you know, antidepressants. Oh, so it. I started talking more about it with certain yeah. people, and it's like, oh, you go through it too. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm not the only one. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah. This is okay. A little Stronger bit more normal. together. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. I used to call us our clonopin heads. There you so. go. <laughs> but it's like there's this comfort you know in it's these big feelings right and it's these like sometimes like dark thoughts and dark feelings and knowing that there are people that you can go to and be like this is what is going on in my brain Mm -hmm. like can we like just yell into the void about it like can we like just unpack it like whatever we need to do you know and knowing that there are people that you know and that you trust that you can discuss that with mm-hmm. huge is huge. 
And, you know, like, I don't know about you, like, you know, when you were a teenager, like for me, that didn't exist. Like, you know, like, which none of this was talked about or existed, you know, it was just like, oh, you're, you just listen to too much emo music. You're not depressed, you know, like (laughs) stop listening to Hawthorne Heights so much and you'll be fine. But (laughs) yeah, everyone was like, but you're so pretty. And it it was this thing about having me on a pedestal Mm -hmm. and then me being a people pleaser Mm -hmm. more than can't relate to that at all (laughs) more than taking care of myself and just being care of everybody else you go on the back burner yeah you 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 want to please everyone Mm -hmm. you're the good girl who follows the rules Mm -hmm. and follow the rules you make the grades you do the right thing your parents love you and they take care of you and like on paper everything is just checking all the boxes you don't need to be anxious or depressed your life is great yeah why are you sad about wow, you, know? what you what do you have to be upset about yeah yeah and and they're having I, to be a reason that's the big thing like yeah. they're having to be you have these feelings and you have to assign them to a reason but that's the thing with anxiety and depression is they don't care about a reason sometimes it's just like you wake up and your brain chooses violence and it's like you know what today we're just gonna we're gonna go there that's what we're gonna do we're gonna yeah. overthink everything we can and it's going to be awesome. <laughs> yeah. And it's not overthinking. It's like, mm-hmm. let's stay up all night. Yeah. Wait. Let's think know? about that conversation we had six you know, months ago with someone once and spiral about it for two hours. Yep. Yeah. Or like, let's go back and think about how all the mistakes you made mm-hmm. and how yep. <laughs> no, you can't correct it and it will ruin the rest of your life. Uh-huh. And yep. you know, your finger hurts. It's cancer. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a hypochondriac as well. Right. Yeah. So, Oh yeah, no, no, it's fun. And, and I think that one of the most important things that I learned mm-hmm. when I finally started, you know, medication and mm-hmm. therapy, yeah. um, it's not an illness. There's no, no. cure. Yeah. It's a condition. It's a disorder. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You treat it and it's never going away. Right. You learn how to deal with it. Mm-hmm. You learn the tools and mm-hmm. sometimes, you know, it's trial and error mm-hmm. with medication oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. with the right mix of, you know, the therapist you talk mm-hmm. to. I had um, later on, I had a good psychiatrist and a psychologist mm-hmm. and that complemented, you know, yeah. You've got to find like what works for you. And it took years. Right. It took me several. It's not an immediate snap your fingers solution. No. And because it's not that easy to treat that boo-boo in your brain. Right. Because it's not something you can see. No. It's not like, a oh, your arm is going the wrong direction. That's broken. Let's fix it. Yeah. Here's how you fix it. This is like, I mean, with all the chemicals that are in our brains, like all Mm -hmm. of our chemical makeups are different. Right. And and so, you know, for me being on a certain dosage of a certain medication is going to have a totally different effect than it is on someone else. That's why, you know, like, okay, we're going to start you on this and see how that works. You know, let's check back at after three months and see where things are. And if we need to go up or down, switch to totally different medication, you know, like, whatever, all over the place. And it's finding, finding your medical professionals that are going to help you advocate for yourself, you know? Yes. Like, um, and, and thankfully I think it is becoming more and like becoming increasingly common in the last couple of years that medical professionals will discuss these mental health 
disorders and, you know, the different things that we all go through. Um, I wish health insurance, all health insurance companies would cover, uh, therapy and they would cover, um, you know, mental health medication and all this stuff, but you know, we baby steps, we're making progress. The medical community, it's not as taboo anymore. It still is in some places and, you know, it depends on your doctor and everything, but it's a lot less taboo. And we can have discussions like this and people aren't going to see the title of this podcast to be like, whoa, yeah. You know, they're going to be like, I want to listen because I also understand this, you know, mm-hmm. um, I guess for me, you know, like I, I grew up, you know, like very similar, you know, like, you know, focused on school and my parents were great. My family was great and nothing is like wrong on paper. Right. You know, all this stuff. But like, I would just stress myself to death about things. I would just get myself so wound up about just the most ridiculous things Um, and, you know, had no idea what it was. And, you know, I would go through these bouts of depression and it was just like, oh, it's the music that you're listening to. Oh, it's the people you hang out with. Oh, it's this. Oh, it's that. You know, like there was always like a little excuse to attach to it. So that must be it. You know, did you get, did you get, you need to pray more? That's exactly what I was about to say. So um, then the pandemic hit and I, um, I read this book called Digital Minimalism. And also people, everybody's heard me talk about freaking Stillness is the Key by Ryan Holiday, but I will stand by that book until the end of time. But both of those books, especially Digital Minimalism, it's talking about like stripping everything away and like what's left when you like take away the phone and the TV and the social media and all this like, what's left and it's you and your brain. And I was like, absolutely not. Absolutely not. Um, because at at that point I was like, I had to be so overstimulated so that I, I wasn't alone with my thoughts. My thoughts. Yeah, exactly. And so that was, let's see, when was challenge mania? The first challenge mania Nashville, January, 2020, right? Yeah. Um, cause it was right before, right before everything happened. And so like, that was when like, I really kind of first met this community of people, right? And um experienced people different from, you know, this small little cult like bubble that I was living in and was like, oh, okay, you know, and started to then the, you know, the pandemic happened and there were a lot of conversations about mental health because we all were stuck inside and stuck in this little box. And, you know, uh, y'all have heard me talk about, you know, the book club that I joined and we talked a lot about mental health in there because my friend Cody is a huge proponent for mental health um, and, and going to therapy and, you know, just like speaking up for yourself and, and all that. And so it was something that I started thinking like, oh, you know, Maybe this is something that I'm really experiencing. And, you know, I brought it up to my now ex-husband and it was just like, like people who have Jesus don't do that. Like your faith needs to be stronger than, you know, your sinful nature. And it was like this whole thing of like, I was bad because I was feeling this way. And I was just like, oh, okay. Like, oh God. So then obviously that made me feel even worse because I was like, I'm a piece of shit. Like yeah. I am good for nothing. And so I was just like, okay, packed that down a little further. Right. Fast forward to January, 2021, I got COVID and come to find out 
like one of the symptoms, like post COVID symptoms and, you know, during COVID, but like also post COVID symptoms was heightened depression and anxiety. And and at that point that was not talked about at all. It had just started, like people had just started seeing that, like, you know, symptom afterward. And I mean, let me tell you, it reared its ugly head. It was like, I need you to help you. Like, that's what my brain was screaming at me. And so, you know, then started trying to have the conversations again, again, gaslit shut down. And I was like, okay, fast forward, June, 2021. I was like, see you, bye. Got to take care of me because I finally reached out to a therapist and I was like, Hey, listen, this is what I'm going through. And I will never forget this. This woman said, I do not know you at all. We have been on the zoom call for 20 minutes. You need to pack your things and go and take care of yourself. And I was like, all right you don't know me at all. This, I'm not, this, this mm-hmm. certifies that I'm not being dramatic here in this situation, you know, cause that was a lot of it too. Is like, you know, well, you're being dramatic. You know, everybody, everybody gets stressed. Sometimes you're just stressed, like eliminate some of the stress in your life Did that still yeah. have anxiety and depression. So, um, yeah. you know, but, and then, you know, going through all of that, you know, I, I, found a really great primary care physician and you know she she started me on Lexapro five milligrams a day and I've I've had panic attacks my whole life I didn't know they were panic attacks didn't know what they were I was just like kind of feels like a heart attack kind of feels like I'm gonna puke like all this stuff all at once didn't know what it was turns out it's a panic attack and she gave me like the you know like a quote emergency pill um for you know when that happens and which one did you get uh, so the emer- quote unquote emergency is hydroxyzine. Okay. And then, um, she started me on five milligrams of Lexapro. I'm now up to 10 milligrams. Cause she was, and that's what she told me she thought I would be on, but she was like, you've never been on anything. I don't want to start you like on too much. So all this happened, I'd say something to my mom and she's like, oh yeah, I've, I'm on, I'm on Wellbutrin. I've been on, on Wellbutrin for years. I was like, are you freaking kidding me? Like this woman had never told, never told me this. And then I find out all these other members of my family, all these other people that I know, like have been going through the same thing. And I'm like, are you freaking kidding me? Like I could have felt so much more supportive, but they didn't know that I, you know, it's like, that's why, like, I was so excited when you wanted to come on and talk about this because I'm like, let's talk about it. You know, like, because I don't want anyone to feel the way that I felt the way that you felt that you're like, you know, Oh, well, I, everyone expects me to, you know, fill out this little checklist and yeah. like, you know, be on this pedestal of like, I've got everything together. So I have to have everything together. But now I've learned and I'm going to quote like a freaking stupid Instagram post. I'm going to sound like a Pinterest board, but it's okay to not be okay. And I've learned yeah. that. And, you know, some days I have to shout it at myself, but like, not ev- like no one's perfect. No one's going to have yeah. all good days. And, you know, it's about learning how to navigate through them instead of like pushing them down, locking them in a box, hiding that box away. It's like navigating through them instead of around them or over them, you know. And sometimes it's important that if you don't want to navigate it or you fail navigating Mm -hmm. it, you know, it's normal. Mm -hmm. That is normal as well. We can go back to it later. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's, it's, I can tell you that I've, gone up and down Mm -hmm. I've been off the meds and then I had to be back on um I did get the post-covid um Mm -hmm. uh you know depression anxiety being more heightened and it it you know 
one of the things that I, I try to do and it's the wrong thing to do, but you know, it's, I'm like, no, this is just momentary. This is, this will pass and just fake it until you make it. And then I would just keep quiet about it and try to deal with it with myself. And I would turn myself in. And now mm-hmm. not everyone's anxieties are the same. They don't right. manifest mm-hmm. the same way. I can tell you, they never manifest the same way to me. Mm-hmm. So I can recognize some of the patterns. Mm-hmm. And one of them is, you know, like I said, I try to fake it and I go inwards. Mm-hmm. And it what it does <laughs> is just you know, I, I, I remember back in law school, I was like, I'd rather have everyone think that I'm flunking because I'm having a good time and partying and mm-hmm. not because I'm miserable yeah. in this place. Mm-hmm. And um, I tried to push on forward. Um, this was towards the end of, because I got COVID the first time in September. Mm-hmm. So around October, November, December, I was like, there's mm-hmm. something not right, but it's just me. I'm just yeah. overthinking things. It's just, you know, the pandemic. Head. Yeah, right. Yeah. And um, it got to the point where it, it, you know, the social anxiety that I had um, taken care of many years ago, mm-hmm. I got socially anxious again. And I started mm-hmm. getting awkward with people. I mean, everyone is going through social anxiety right now through right, the, right. the pandemic. But it, I know that within me, I mm-hmm. knew that what I was doing was not right. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it got to the point where I did not take care of things correctly. Yeah. And instead of telling someone I am not okay, mm-hmm. I decided to just like not tell anyone. And I burned bridges. Yeah. You just pushed people away. You were like, no, I have no. to, de- I'm going to deal with this internally. Yeah. I'm not going to talk about it. And like, you just, yeah. Cut and people off. M- and my actions also for me, because, you know, one of the things is like, I don't concentrate as well. Mm-hmm. I just try to go with the flow, mm-hmm. but I'm not really there. Yeah. So my actions or lack of actions actually have hurt people. Mm-hmm. And those people don't talk to me now. And, you know, I have to accept it. You know, it's, you know, my own I don't say the, my fault, but I take accountability for yeah, it, right. you know? Yeah. And it's like, okay. So when I saw that happening again mm-hmm. and it affected me where one of the challenge mania lives, I was not enjoying myself at all. I wasn't even yeah. talking to anyone. I was just like walking through. I'm like, this. I'm not feeling okay. I'm feeling like when I was 17 years old mm-hmm. and like when my college years are like, no. So I packed up early. I mm-hmm. went to my hotel room and I'm like, I need to go back and do what I'm supposed to do. Yeah. And I'm in one of the states that sucks with yeah. mental health and <laughs> yeah. insurance. Shout sucks out to so the bad. South. Shout out. And um, it took me a while to find someone that, you know, I mean, I was going to find anyone who accepted my, my health mm-hmm. insurance, but I found someone through a friend. Mm-hmm. It was like, you're going to love my, you know, my therapist, mm-hmm. talk to her and finally found someone who's the best fit. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's okay for anyone that's out there listening. You know, mm-hmm. if you screw up, you're going to screw up and it's yeah. fine. It's like everything. It's, this is something for the rest of your life. And one of the things that I've learned, um, 
that's been important to me is to forgive myself. Yeah, 100%. And just be patient because mm-hmm. I wanted something quick to fix. Oh, yeah, me you want a and, quick fix. Yeah, absolutely. And patience is mm-hmm. key. Patience absolutely. is key. So, well, and, and finding what works for you is, well, what, like finding, like noticing your patterns, like you said, like for me, I get, um, I, you know, I withdraw, but I withdraw sometimes, but a lot, a lot of the times I will just get out of my routine. I'm very routine oriented. Like I, you know, try to wake up at the same time every morning. Like I have my morning routine, like a little old lady, like, you know, I do my stuff. And if I don't get up and do that, that's how you know that like something's off. Like if I'm like, staying in bed until like, you know, 10 minutes before I need to leave my house to go to work. Like, like that's not, that is not me. (laughs) That is not me at all. I'm very like, I have things planned and scheduled and like, I'm, you know, efficient and organized. And when like my house is in chaos and I'm losing things, things are disorganized. Like that's how, you know, like, okay, your my brain is not in the yeah. right spot, you know. External it's, chaos exactly. is a reflection of your internal exactly. chaos. Exactly, yeah. and and you know, some and some, you know, thankfully my boss knows that, so she's you know been before been like, are are you good? Like, you know, there's been some things that have fallen through the cracks, and like that's not like you, you know, what's going on? And you know, Austin calls me out on it all the time. He's like. Um, you know, when he knows I'm like in like a little down period, he like, he'll text me. He's like, good morning, get up, make coffee, journal. Cause he knows that journaling is a big journal. Yes. Journaling is very important. And I don't like to keep the negative feelings in my journal. So like, I will write them all out. I will rip them out. I will take, like, take them out of my journal and I will rip them up Mm -hmm. because I feel like if I like, the, I know myself enough to know that I will on a bad day, I'll go back and I will read that and it will make me feel bad. And it will make me like mad at myself for having negative emotions. Okay. I'm allowed to have negative emotions. Yes. And I mean, we all do. We're human. Right. But yeah. I will, I will like hone in and like hyper-focus on that and like mm. punish myself for feeling it almost. So yeah. it's like, I have to journal it out, get it like out of my brain. Right. And then it's gone. And we're good yeah. until I mean, and eventually the negative emotion, it's going to happen again, but not like keeping it to where I can like access it to like punish myself is okay. like what I figured out works for me, which like, it, you know, for a long time, I was like, that sounds crazy. But I was like, no, like no. that's what works for me. Right. Yeah. You know, like, I figured not- out, you know, through, <laughs> through, you know, yeah. catching myself doing that, like, oh, let's eliminate this because then by doing that I'm like okay I have felt this I have processed it and now we're moving on instead of sitting in it and dwelling in it you know yes and that's I mean I I I can journal and I can write the negative things Mm -hmm. and I can read them and I don't feel bad I go like oh okay that's how I felt just Mm -hmm. remember you don't want to feel that way again yeah and but yeah I mean and I don't want to sound hippy dippy but after after I went to law school, mm-hmm. finally went to study what I wanted to study was, mm-hmm. which was theater, which was one of the oh, things yeah. also that, and even though I don't practice, I don't work in it, mm-hmm. it, I can tell you it saved my life Yeah, because that's where I learned the biggest tools that I think that helped me absolutely stay, you know, where I need to stay. And I mm-hmm. still practice them. Yeah. And I took a narrative, uh, 
course, um, um, you know, narrative writing. Mm -hmm. And one of the, you know, the professor was like, there's this energy that you just transfer when you write with, you know, you mm -hmm. have a pen or a pencil in your hands and you set it on a piece of paper and you just let it write. Yep. You feel that energy just Absolutely. getting drawn out. So, and I think maybe that's part of with the negative, like the destru destruction of that negative writing is like mm -hmm. an extension of that. It's like, okay, it's yes. out and it's gone and we're, we're moving forward. Um, and, but yeah, like to your point, you know, you said like theater was like the thing that like, that saved you. For me, it was music. It oh, was, yeah. it was like finding these artists that like they sing these songs and it is this expression of everything that I felt that I didn't even know mm -hmm. I was feeling. And so now yeah. I have playlists based on like that I've created based off of certain emotions. So like, okay, I'm feeling this thing. I'm going to listen mm -hmm. to this playlist and like, it's funny, like, I've seen memes and stuff. It's like, when you're sad, listen to sad music to make you more sad. But, like, it doesn't. It's almost like, a, okay, I'm feeling this emotion. The person who wrote this song was also feeling this emotion. I am not alone in this. We are going through this together. Okay, I feel better, you know? Because yeah. I'm very much, like, a an empathy feeler and a community mm -hmm. person. So, like, like, me feeling isolated and alone in something is bad for me. So, yes. you know, listening to that and being like, okay, I'm the same the person way. who's felt this. I'm not the only person who's ever felt this emotion in the world. Now we can move yes. on. <laughs> no, music has, I mean, even more now that mm -hmm. I'm not involved in theater. I mean, I make playlists about playlists about playlists. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> and, and for me, yes, it's like, I've noticed that I need to have like in the morning, I am not a morning person. So <laughs> I don't, and I don't like to drink coffee in the morning. So I need music that will pump me up. Mm -hmm. yeah. So, and I was talking to friends. I was like, you don't listen to like neutral music. Like, no, either I will <laughs> listen to something that will make me happy. Or if I'm angry, they will scream for me. So there's mm -hmm. a lot of death metal. Mm -hmm. And if not, there's music that will chill me out or yeah. music that will, I will cry to just to mm -hmm. let all the energy of, you know, the tears and everything yeah. just you know, drain myself until I'm empty and there's nothing else to feel. <laughs> until you're until, like completely dehydrated. <laughs> and then, but I'm done. I'm ready to like yep. fill myself in with all the good stuff. Oh yeah. If, so. if anyone listening to this has never turned on Happier Than Ever by Billie Eilish in your car at full volume and just like scream sang it, do it tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Or you can also do some, you know, Havoc Island. I mean, you know that too. <laughs> Do both. Yeah. You know what? Power yeah. trip. Power trip is my go-to for yeah. like I'm pissed because it's just like lots of guitars, lots of yelling. Like it's yeah. just, it's just like you know if I'm just like I am mad, I'm gonna listen to this. But like you know, yeah. sad music. It's like Taylor Swift, um, you know, Phoebe Bridgers. Oh, um, Phoebe. Yeah, I love her. Uh, Julian still, Baker. Yeah, I do my Fiona Apple. I'm a yep. more of a mm -hmm. you know. 90s girl you know listen I'm... if you have not if everyone listening to this if you have not listened to harry's house harry styles new album turn off this podcast and go listen to it right now i like i've never been like oh my god i love harry styles like i've always been like harry styles was attractive like 
whatever. Like I have eyeballs. Like I can see that, you know? Yeah. Like I never, like I, I liked One Direction fine, but I was never like a, I love Harry Styles and One Direction person. Like it just, you know, whatever. But like when he did his like tour, you know, over the summer, you know, it kept showing up on my TikTok, like where people would put the style by Taylor Swift over him, like doing that dance. And like, that was just like my entire TikTok for you page for like months. <laughs> and then yeah. like he had um, like all these new songs coming out and I was like, these are really catchy. And so then um, his new album came out on like, like this past Friday and man, it is banger after banger after banger. I've it heard a couple the, of the songs. Yeah. The, song, the music is good. The songs are good. Like lyrically incredible. Like just blew my mind that I'm like this boy was in one direction like no shade (laughs) on one direction but like just the and I think another thing with him too is like him feeling so comfortable to like be his true authentic self and like speak about his sexuality and speak speak about the things that he's dealt with and like these big heavy emotions and everything like Mm -hmm. I think you know he's using his platform for such a great message and I think you know that's that's where music is so strong you know yeah people can talk about these big topics in like their own personal way. Yes. And it's something also that goes to the point of, you know, what wasn't talked about, mm-hmm. what wasn't sung about mm-hmm. 20, 30 years. Right. I'm finding these new artists. Um, since last year, I was hooked with Girl in Red and Serotonin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a great song. And you hear now, pe- you know, these, you know, newer generations, I'm sounding like so old now. I, <laughs> you I said, you as, should have been on the episode with Paul and Craig of Back yeah, of my Day. <laughs> I know Back of my Day. No, but it's you know they're they're more open to to sing about these things, and I'm like, yeah. yes, please continue to do exactly. so. And and uh, yeah, because you know I grew up listening, you know, to like you know Kurt Cobain touched a little bit about mm-hmm. it but he was more poetic. It wasn't like so direct. And and even then though, it was still a little like taboo. Like people were like, Oh, you know, like, yeah, exactly. It's so dark. And like, I mean, the music that I listened to in high school and, you know, even, you know, a little bit Mm -hmm. right after, you know, it was like very much like the, you know, the hot topic kid music, right? Like the, the emo kid, like, you know, but it, that yeah. was the music that I related to because it was talking about things that I was feeling that I was going through, but we were the weird kids, right? It wasn't normal to like, yeah. Look, but then like, you know, Olivia Rodrigo writes driver's license. Mm-hmm. She writes, you know, like happier or happiness. No happiness is Taylor Swift. Happier is Olivia Rodrigo. She writes like they write all of these songs again, Taylor Swift with all too well, like all of these songs that are about these big, heavy emotions and you know what feeling this is like it's mm-hmm. the same content as like the emo kids used to listen to right but yeah i'm so happy i want less to taboo. die yeah, yeah. exactly <laughs> well yeah and then the artists that i tend to cuz i'm not as you know pop inclined mm-hmm. um i mean if you look there was a there's a certain moment in my in my time that if you looked at the artists that I was listening to, most of them are dead and they were dead because of mental illness. Mm -hmm. And some of them were as early as 20, 22, 23 years old. Um, One of the playwrights that I used to like a lot, again, she was the Kurt Cobain of theater. Mm -hmm. She also died in her twenties, you know, and 
there's a lot there and and, right. and I don't want to romanticize it that's why I'm no, not going into not. it because it's not about that but we seek each other out yeah oh and yeah you, will notice you find that. your people whether you mean yeah. to or not yep. you find your people I wasn't seeking anyone out and I found the book club that I found during the mm-hmm. pandemic and I mean yeah. everybody who has ever listened to this podcast knows who Liz is right mm-hmm. I met her through that book club And like, I met, you know, her and my friend Cody and a few other people like through my, through that book club and these people like helped me see all of these different things that like I categorized as wrong or broken or bad Mm -hmm. as like just being a person. Yeah. And it doesn't have it like, it's not wrong or broken or bad or negative. It's just you're a human being, being. and we are complex. Exactly. We are complex people. And we're all and- different and we're all unique and we all go through stuff and we yeah. have to be more gentle with each other. And we have to be more understanding yeah. and we have to, you know, and again, em- empathy, you, you yes. touched that a little, you know, mm-hmm. I'm an empath too. Mm-hmm. So let me ask you this. Have you ever felt anyone else's, have you absorbed anyone else's anxiety? Constant. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh Yeah. Like I, like a friend of mine just, um, just got a new job and, um, was having to put in their, their two week notice at their current job. Mm-hmm. I physically became anxious because of that. Yeah. <laughs> like I was like, this isn't even me, but like, you know, we were talking about it and I was like, mm-hmm. you know, talking to her about it. And I was like, why am I like this? Like, why do I feel anxious? Like I have a normal day at work today. Like what is going on? But yeah, like yeah. that's, that's how I feel. Yeah, I would absorb, I remember one time I was, back when I was living in Puerto Rico, I, my boss called me in and she was like, your English is so perfect. Can you please proofread my English? And um, so I sat down at her, you know, desk and all of a sudden I just felt so much like heat coming up. Yeah. And I couldn't like it was suffocating me. Yeah. This is like stress and pressure. And, and I'm yeah. like, and I'm looking at her and I'm like, oh crap. Okay. I wasn't even yeah. done like, reading what she was you reading. Feel? Yeah. And it's like, yeah. yeah. And I went once I left, I was like, I went back to my seat and I felt all oh, again the temperature's just dropping. I'm like, okay, yeah. I'm back too. Yeah. And it, and it's I mean, I work as an interpreter now. Yeah. And that's when, you know, it, it's, it's very important to me to like separate the feelings that mm-hmm. I'm interpreting because I have to deal sometimes with, you know, very sensitive mm-hmm. testimony. And yeah. there are times where I can't do that. I remember like a month ago, month and a half ago, mm-hmm. we were about to start testimony. And I looked at the judges like interpreter needs a break. We hadn't even started because I couldn't breathe. Yeah. And I thought it was me. I was like, oh, it's one of my days. Cause another mm-hmm. thing, you don't need to have a reason to get anxiety, you know, yeah. episode. It just can it, it doesn't you know, care. come up out of the blue. It does not care. It's not because you're thinking about yeah. something. It's like all of a sudden, oh, oh I getting- still try to assign a reason to it. And like I have like my friends have to be like, it's just you woke up today, this is what yeah. happened. Like you don't have yeah. there's it doesn't I wish there was a reason, reason. but there's not always. Sometimes, sometimes there are external factors that that can, you know, influence it. But a lot of times there's not. Yeah. So I went outside. Mm -hmm. I started, you know, 
giving myself a pep talk like you can mm-hmm. do this and blah yeah. blah just you know words of re- you know affirmation that's mm-hmm. also helpful you know yes me too and so I went back big words and I just started person. doing my job and once I started I started listening to the testimony mm-hmm. and then I was like oh it's not my anxiety it's theirs yeah and I you were feeling, feeling it mm-hmm. yeah and then yeah. when we finished well, one of the you know, it was a family and um, the wife was like, we couldn't breathe. And I was like, oh, that's what it is. That's yep, why that's I couldn't breathe because they uh-huh. couldn't. So, and the thing that I learned going back to why theater mm-hmm. saved my life. And it's very important, you know, that um, there's some sayings that, you know, depression is when you get stuck in the past. Anxiety is when you get stuck thinking about the future. And what you need to do is be in the present. So, Whatever, Michelle. <laughs> well, that's whatever. <laughs> so theater, as you know, for actors, mm-hmm. you know, uh, it teaches you that in order to interpret other people's truth, mm-hmm. you have to be in the present. Mm-hmm. So you have to learn how to read what's going on with mm-hmm. you. And you have to feel what's going on with you to know if your anxiety is mm-hmm. going to be, you know, if it's just out of the blue or if yeah. it's because you didn't sleep well, or if it's because you're having stress at work or whatever right. it is. And it just helps one to like better understand, mm-hmm. you know, yourself. Yeah. And you do that through um, breathing exercises. Mm-hmm. You have to learn how to breathe oh, because yeah. one of the things when you are anxious, you stop breathing. Yep. And you don't you even tighten up. It. Yep. You tighten up and you stop mm-hmm. breathing. And it's very important to breathe and yes. breathe correctly. Yes. And just concentrate on the breathing mm-hmm. and, you know, and just meditate and meditate is not doing, you know, you don't have to go into these mantras or mm-hmm. well, you practice Buddhism. It's just you at least physically just imagining yourself seeing that in your mind there's mm-hmm. like a big room and you're just going to turn off that yeah. switch and yeah. you're going to say you know stop it you're not right. going to go through there this is your mind playing tricks on you right it, today one it thing, wants to do a prank yeah you know? one thing that I do it's like a grounding technique that I do it's like the five things I don't know if you've ever like the five four three two one but if I like feel myself like feel the anxiety right like right mm-hmm. here on my chest so it's five things Name five things that you can see, mm-hmm. four things that you can feel, three things that you can hear, two things that you can smell, and one thing that you can taste. I've never because done that one. It is like it, the first time somebody told me about it, I was like, that's stupid. That's not going to work. And as, yeah. once I got to one, I was like, holy shit. Like, yeah, because, because all of those things, mm-hmm. it, they are tangible things. So it grounds you. You get out of the like up in the sky, everything. And then you're like, Mm -hmm. okay, so I can see these five things. I can feel these four things. And then once you get down to one, like the thing that you can taste, then you're like, okay, I'm back. I'm centered. Okay. Your mind is off the anxiety, which is every technique that you should try, you know, and everyone can look for different ones. It's all about you know, taking your mind off Absolutely. that point of anxiety. Sometimes it's like, I would call my mom mm-hmm. sometimes when I was you yeah, know, you younger. Need to, you definitely need to know, like my three big things are journaling, mm-hmm. 
Um, well, other than remembering to take my medication every day, um, journaling, (laughs) um, knowing who like your people are knowing who you can be like, Hey, like my brain's just like, I'm having a bad brain day. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, or the people who are going to call you out when they see you like backing away, when they see, you know, something going on, they can be like, Hey, are you good? Um, and then three, like find your, like your grounding technique. Like, you know, is it, is it meditation? Is it breathing? Is it listening to certain music? Is it calling someone? Is it the, you know, like for me, the five, four, three, two, one, like, what is it that works for you? That's like, that needs to be your go-to when, you know, you have this, these, you know, symptoms kick in. And sometimes it's what works for you on that day. At that exactly. Because sometimes <laughs> exactly. you don't want to talk to someone. Exactly. You don't feel like journaling. Do you feel like, okay, music will work. Mm-hmm. Okay, exactly. so let's do this. So always so have about having these a, multiple techniques. B, C, that's, D, yeah, e. exactly. Yeah, because yeah, anxiety doesn't care. Yeah. Depression doesn't care. Um, but the biggest, the biggest, no. biggest, biggest, biggest thing that I could possibly say is don't go through it alone. Like that, no, that's the never. loneliest thing in the world. And I know for a lot of people, it's really difficult to talk about, but I've said this on the podcast a million times, like anything anybody says to me in my, in my text messages via DMS, whatever about this podcast or about anything else, it will always stay confidential. And, you know, like if it's not me, like talk to somebody um, you know, I don't want anyone to feel like they are alone in what they feel and what they go through. And then check on your friends too. Like if you see, if you see one of your friends struggling or if, if, if they might not even be, but if you think they might be, mm-hmm. it's not going to hurt you to reach out and check on them. Yeah. Exactly. Because you don't want to, you don't want it to be mm-hmm. too late and to wish that you had. Yeah. So you never yeah. know what people are going through. My grandma always taught me that. Like if somebody was like being real hateful or whatever, she's like, you don't know what happened when they woke up that morning. You don't know the kind of day that they're having. And I try to remember that. I'm not, not always very good at it. No, but we're human. That's, we're exactly. not going to be, we're not going to be very good at it. And we have to accept that. And we have right. to forgive ourselves. Yeah. I'm very, I'm, I'm always been my toughest critic. Oh, same. I, yeah. you know, it took me a very long time mm-hmm. to, learn how to, you know, um, forgive myself. And and for the times that I didn't know how Mm -hmm. to deal with the anxiety, there were times that I couldn't even open the door. I literally would stand in front of the door, Mm -hmm. looking at it, and I could not open it to leave my apartment. Yeah, you know, and it's, you know, it's, it's okay to not feel okay. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there will be days like that. And, you know, Sometimes you have to let the days like today's not a good day. I'm not even going to try. Let's go through the motions and then you'll deal with it tomorrow. Absolutely. So Michelle, do you have any like resources, like online resources or like go to people or things that you, you know, want to share with people that, you know, might be beneficial to them on their mental health journey? I think that if, you if something resonated here and you think that you may have something um one of the best resources um you can go into the mayo clinic Mm -hmm. uh, website and you can read more about the symptoms um and what you know it's about sometimes anxiety 
can be from what we're talking about. Sometimes it's from an underlying condition. Yep. You can, it could be thyroids. It could be anything. Mm-hmm. So it's good to like, you know, check that out there. Um, I believe that the Mayo Clinic also had like a checklist or a test. Yes, they do. They do. And you can, you know, actually, you know, go through the checklist and, mm-hmm. you know, you'll so that see. That kind of gives you something to discuss with your medical professional. Do not self-diagnose. No, no. <laughs> do not, do not do web. Do not WebMD yourself. No. If you, um, if you do your test, if you do the little thing on, on the Mayo Clinic, just use that as informational when you're speaking with your designated medical professional, whether it's a therapist, whether it is a, um, you know, your primary care physician or both, Mm -hmm. it's just to help you have more informed discussions. Um, also, uh, there is, do I have it here? There is a notebook. It's called the anxiety notebook. Mm -hmm. Here it is. Let me get it. Um, it's a, if you don't know how to journal or how to keep track of your anxiety Mm -hmm. episodes, this is called the anti-anxiety notebook and it, and it gives you, you know, it's very detailed and takes Mm -hmm. you step by step, you know, and that's a very good grounding thing too. Yes. It goes, you know, like it starts like what happened and what is going on through your mind? What emotions are you feeling? You know, what thought patterns do you recognize? How can you think about the situation differently? And you can keep track about, you know, what's going on. Mm -hmm. Um, Let's see, what else did I, I mean, I've I've done so many things throughout the years. Um, Just, I think that learning more about being Mm self-aware and self-conscious about how you're feeling because sometimes we don't know how to express how we're feeling or we don't know how to feel and it's very important that you know you learn how to absolutely how to you know get to know yourself better and treat yourself better and Mm -hmm. just you know sometimes you know that helps you know absolutely and you know, just be kind to yourself. That's the, please, that's very, very important. You know, you may not be loving yourself right now. Mm -hmm. I can tell you that sometimes I don't, but at least I like to like, I like myself. Yeah. You know, you don't have to be, you don't have to love love yourself. You can like, Mm -hmm. you can like yourself and you can like things about you. Mm -hmm. Um, and if you're having a day where you do like really love mm-hmm. yourself, maybe like write down some of the things that you love about you and save them for a rainy day, right? Like yeah. save them for, like I used to have like when, like, and it's here somewhere, it's called a UR jar and it was like mm-hmm. little things, you know, and then it's like, if I needed it, just pull out your little slip of paper and you say yeah. you are, and then, you know, you read that. Yeah. It, it and it's good. Like one of the things I use, like I do also water mm-hmm. is one of the very best elements you can connect with. Mm-hmm. Um, if you live somewhere where there's, you know, you yeah. don't have a pool, you don't have a beach, go to just a get lake, into a river, just a go pond. into the shower, just get yeah. into the shower hey, even that, and let yeah. that water mm-hmm. go. And while you're feeling the water, you know, run mm-hmm. through you, say those words of affirmation and yeah. just let the water take away all mm-hmm. the negative and you go, I am going to, you know, I, yeah. you, you, say ma- you are, it's I, the manifestations. I yeah. It's mm-hmm. the manifestations. Mm-hmm. It sounds corny, trust but it's me. so powerful. Manifestation is, is so powerful. True. Mm-hmm. It is so true. And I was like, I am never going to do that. 
it does. Oh help. yeah. It, it works yeah. wonders. Yep. Yeah. Um, for me, you know, like we talked about, you know, the, the beauty in community, right? Mm-hmm. So I've, I've mentioned my friend Cody several times in this episode and he, um, he owns a, uh, a Disney t-shirt company. Well, it's not with Disney, but it's a mm-hmm. Disney parks adjacent yeah, uh, t-shirt ish. company with, uh, <laughs> uh, they're very successful, large following on, on social media. So he has, he has a good following on social media as well. So he did this thing called therapy live and like he, had his therapist on like Instagram live and like talking about mental health and all of that. And so, uh, his Instagram handle is at Cody T Cody T Cody T. So, you know, like you say your name three times he appears. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's kind of the joke behind it. So it's at Cody T Cody T Cody T and on his, um, IGTV, there's a conversation, um, a conversation about therapy and mental health. And it is uh, an hour and a half, but it, it was amazing. It's amazing. So if you, mm. if you're not familiar with therapy, if you want to understand more about therapy and what it is and you know, what your options are, that's on there. Um, he also has um, some journal links on um, of like his journals he does every day. Cause he does the daily stoic journal, which is, um, you know, Ryan holiday. If you're into stoicism, gratitude journal, um, you know, all these different, different things. Um, you know, that he has listed on his social media. So he's really good about advocating um, for that. And especially men's mental health, because that's not, you know, discussed as often as women's mental health is, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. So yeah, um, so that's a big thing. And then also um, someone else to follow on social media is one of my friends from Memphis. Her name is Natalie. And she has um, a company called the Crybaby Club. And it is at the mm-hmm. Crybaby Club underscore on Instagram. And she makes like, cute printables and stickers and she has a patreon keychains t-shirts like i mean her you know one of her big things is like tough and tender i may cry but i still get things done um soft doesn't mean weak um i'm sure you're lovely but please don't talk to me like all these mm-hmm. all these kind of things you know yeah um, my current favorite is leave me alone and let me read Um, But she has a lot of conversations about mental health and um, she has a podcast as well. And, um, but yeah, I'm a bit in, you know, there are thousands of resources out there. These are just the two, you know, popped up in my head. So, you know, get on like, you know, search anxiety, search, search all of that on, on the explore page on Instagram, on TikTok, whatever. There are all these conversations out there and things that may help you, you know, that you don't realize you just have to have to learn and like be willing to put in the work. That's the big thing is being willing to yes. put in the work. Cause it's not, we talked about this at the beginning. It's not, you snap your fingers and it's a, no, it is, and medication won't be yeah. like, you know, the, Oh, I, the, I still have know, bad days and I'm on medication, you know, like yes, there was one I day. Take, yeah. Was it this week? No, today's Monday. So it wasn't this week. <laughs> um, but it was one day last week that like, I was just, like my eyes were just leaking. I was just crying mm-hmm. for absolutely oh. no reason. Yeah. And like, I mean, you know me, like I, I'm a crier, like, but this I, was yeah. like for absolutely no reason, like no literally reason. just sitting here and like yep. tears falling out of my eyes. And I was like, I'm not even sad about anything. Like, what is this about? And it was yeah. just like, that's just what I had. And I, I remembered like my that. medication, mm-hmm. everything, nothing had happened. And I was just like, yeah. this is cool. Great. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, I've had, yeah, I had two episodes like that last week, you know, I'm like, okay, 
I let everyone here. It's like, I'm not having a good day. I need to like, let this, you know, run through my body. Yep. Um, like, gotta let it, gotta let it process. You gotta, yeah. Don't hold it back. Never yeah. hold it back. Oh yeah. Let, because then it, it's going to, it's going to come out one way or another. It's going to be a lot yeah. uglier if, you, if it has to force its way out. Yeah. And it's, it's not good. I mm-hmm. mean, I can tell you, I would, I remember um, even when you're good and you know, you have uh, symptoms like mm-hmm. for some time it's like I couldn't eat because I was nauseous yeah. and oh, yeah. I would regard to take the food. So once I got past that, then it was migraines and mm-hmm. then it was a little <laughs> bit of OCD where I was picking on myself and I would mm-hmm. scratch, you know, my earlobes or yeah. my, or my hands, you know, mm-hmm. or my arms. Um, it's always going to pop out. Some oh, yeah. It's going to manifest itself one way or another. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Hives, whatever it is. Oh yeah. Whatever it might be, you know, whether it's internal, external or both, it's going to show up. Um, so it's, you know, it's learning. It's just learning. It's just, you know, and also laughing, you know, if you have a sense of humor, use your sense of humor, Mm -hmm. you know, not to hide it, but to cope with it, you know, it's okay to laugh about this. Don't, don't be so hard on yourself about it because we all go through it. I mean, not all Uh, of us, but a lot of us go through it. I mean, everyone, I mean, people that have been around me know that I like to joke a lot. It helps me deal with things. And I love a good depression or anxiety meme. I've got a whole folder of them. Oh, yeah. You know, and um, oh, and also uh, Jen Kirkman, the comedian, she has also um, a podcast called Mm -hmm. Anxiety Bites. It, she's it's taking it step by step. Also, you can check that out. Um, If you're not, if you're a skeptic about like you're too cool for self-help books mm-hmm. let me recommend you house one fuck yourself yeah that's another one that's a great one and it doesn't um, read like a self-help book either no like it's not and like you need to do this and then yes. do this. like it's it's not like that and there's also the subtle art of not giving a fuck mm-hmm. so as you can see i like the word fuck yeah so <laughs> and it's okay it's good yeah. to say so you know yeah it's there's there's a lot of things you can do there's so like we are so incredibly like just blessed to be in an era where there's so much available yeah um, and, and you know uh, and it's growing yeah and if you feel that you're in a place that's another thing you can do if you're feeling like you're like in an area where you, you feel like the, you're starting to sweat mm-hmm. and you feel you can't breathe Mm-hmm. take a minute go outside mm-hmm. yeah walk a Breathe little some bit. fresh air yeah mm-hmm. it does it sounds corny it will, again but it, but does, it does help it does you know yeah. um there's always you know uh El Woods had the mm-hmm. best also you know mm-hmm. he uh, you know ex you know good exercise it's not going to be the you know, remember someone make told people me, happy and, and happy, happy people, people just don't, 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 don't yeah and there was some time, there was a time that someone was like, well, you just, you just need to exercise. Like, instead of praying also to just exercise. It's exercise, not just like, does not, helps. it doesn't do it. It doesn't do it for no. me. No, no, it doesn't. I'll get my endorphins yeah. some other way. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> there's always other ways to get endorphins. Mm-hmm. Um, I take two medications. I take, yeah. I take two antidepressants. One is for the dopamine and the other one's for serotonin. Hey, there you go. And, you know, and And see for me, like, you know, I like, I take my dogs on a walk and like, I enjoy like today, 
we didn't get to do that because it's like cold and like rainy and just gross. And so like, and I missed that today because it was like, they enjoy it. I enjoy it. Like, and so just find you, like, you just got to find those little things that like put in your routine that you enjoy. Like my, my Mm -hmm. porch, like my like little back porch off of my apartment. Like it drink your tea in the morning before going to work. Exactly. And like just sitting out there and just like listening to the birds and like just being out there because I've got like my little rocking chair out there again, 83 years old over here. Mm -hmm. Like, and I just, it's so peaceful. And I, and I, and I missed that this morning because again, it was like 50 this morning and I was like, I don't want to deal with that. Yeah. Um, And so it's supposed to be a little warmer tomorrow. So hopefully I can do that. But like hugging your pets. Yes. Yes. I mean, Seven seconds of hugging either a pet or someone mm-hmm. that increases your oxytocin. You're right. That's the love uh, hormone. You're That's right. another one you mm-hmm. can actually use to like, it's not going to cure, but it's going to make it better for that mm-hmm. moment. And you can then take another step. Yep. It's always trying to keep moving, exactly. you know. Well, and like, I know, you know, there's some people that, you know, are going to listen to this and be like, I don't like being touched. I don't like, you know, I don't like hugging. That's fine. Get a weighted blanket. Touch. Get a weighted blanket. That you like, because like, I mean, and that I do have before. one. That has helped me yeah. before, like, in when I've had, like, a panic attack or something, like, getting under a weighted blanket and, like, it yes. kind of, like, centers you, you know? Yeah, shout out to Paul Butler, because yep. I want a, a fantasy league, mm-hmm. and I didn't want the swag. Mm-hmm. I got a weighted blanket. Oh, so, shout out, Paul. Shout out, Paul. He's, He's like, what best. do you want? It's like, give me that. That's what I want. Or, like, a weighted blanket. A, a weighted blanket. <laughs> He's like, what? Like, this is the link. This is what I want. Yep. This is how much it costs. Here. Just Ship here it to this. me. Yeah. Yep. 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 That's amazing. There's, yeah. I mean, anything that you can find mm-hmm. that will make you yeah. feel better and that it's legal, mm-hmm. you know? Yes. <laughs> do it. We're you know? not advocating for you doing anything illegal. Like, but you yeah, do it, in what you decide on your own time. That's your thing. But yeah, you know, we're not going to advise it. We're not saying that being a people will make you happy. So do it. No, of course not. No. You know, but just, you know, if that's your thing, whatever, we're not advocating ooh. for it. <laughs> just go and demolish things. Yeah. You know, hey, they have those rage rooms. Yeah. You know, go, go beat stuff. I yeah. remember I used to play pool when I was angry. It's like, I need to break some balls. So yeah. I would go and play pool because I would yeah. break those there balls. You yeah. Go. There you go. So, well, Michelle, thank you for joining me and having this conversation, this very open and candid conversation on mental health and, um, you know, spending your evening with me. I really appreciate it. Yeah. I even feel better talking about it. Well, good. I'm so glad. Yeah, that is part of it. Um, and again, you know, like we've said earlier in the episode, if y'all have, um, if y'all, you know, want somebody to talk to, need somebody to talk to, whether it be me, Michelle, any of the other people we've named in this episode it's okay Um, to have a human safety blanket exactly that's another one um but if you're asking for someone to support you check and see if they have the capacity for it don't just assume that they do because they may be having a bad day yeah and And also they're your friends they're not your therapist exactly don't overdo it exactly yeah know know your balance so yes Well, I'm going to close this out then. So everybody, thank you once again, as always, for listening to this episode. Um, Please subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. Um, I always welcome ratings and reviews and sharing my stuff on social media because I couldn't do this without you guys. And until next week, 
Y'all have a good day.